you know, once you realize then that you're like acting poorly or like ruining a relationship because you're just being a little, you know, just a salty little boy, then you get mad at yourself for that. It's just like a long psychological battle. But those are the only real struggles I've had and just like getting in the way of myself. That's it. Ready? Let's do it. Okay, camera's rolling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 10 of the Young Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Aiden, and actually in the studio today, we have a few people, some in real life and some on FaceTime. You'll see in a minute here, but um, in real life, we actually have a co-host. This is like the first co-host I haven't really interviewed or had a guest, but like this is someone who's like actually going to help the conversation, just kind of roll with our guest who is on FaceTime this this episode and co-host is nathan pystrip everybody um, Hello. i've mentioned him a few times he's the guy who's kind of been running the cameras and everything and i said why not just hop on a pod and here we are yes sir so he has fancier headphones than i do but you know it's <laughs> fine it's fine so we um we're just gonna hop right into it don't know how long this episode is gonna be but um for the last episode you guys absolutely loved it with luke berkren um the whole crypto and everything he had to th- say about it, and it was just, it was amazing. So, um, this intro is a little long for our guests, but I'm going to do the best I can. So, we have Lucas Foster on FaceTime. He is 21 years old, and he currently lives in Telluride. And Lucas, uh, he came from a humble up upcoming and from his family and shares a passion for snowboarding. So, Lucas is an insane rider. He's been in multiple World Cups, multiple pro pro tours and he's in the world snowboarding tour and he i believe yep he is on the u.s snowboard team as well so i'm gonna i'm gonna unmute him here and we are gonna we're gonna get right into it so lucas what's up dude what up guys how we doing <laughs> good how you doing doing good just chilling right now yeah. Stoked to be chatting with you guys yeah well yeah. thank you for getting on i'm glad we could actually get a time to do this yeah, totally. Okay, so you're currently in Telluride, correct? Yeah, so that's where I'm from and still living there a little bit. Right now I'm actually in Mount Hood, Oregon. I just got up here the other day. Sick. Getting back on snow and doing some snowboard stuff out here for a few weeks. So, yeah. Awesome. Is that, in, out here. is that in Bend? Yeah, it's right outside of Bend. So it's like two hours north, I think. Gotcha. Could be wrong in the direction, but yeah, it's close. Nice, dude. All right, so... Are you practicing out there, or are you just riding for fun with friends and family, or what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm out here doing a little bit of like some training stuff with the U.S. snowboard team, and then uh, Dope. also just kind of getting some riding in with our friends though, and doing some filming stuff for some sponsors, and yeah, Dope, it's like dude. such a fun time to come out here and just ride for the summer. So yeah, a uh, little bit of everything. Nice. So it's kind. I mean, it's summertime. I'm assuming the snow is not the best. It's kind of slushy. Yeah, it actually is too hot for the mountain to really operate right now. So really? the last two yeah. days we haven't gotten to ride. Yeah, it was like 115 degrees. Huh. So, uh, but I think tomorrow we're finally getting back on snow. Heck so yeah, it's, dude! It's been a yeah, a couple couple days of just burning hot. A couple hot days. But so you said you were filming. You're filming for sponsorships, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like doing a little project with Monster and. Wow. Uh, couple other couple other things for like solomon 
and uh just some like smaller stuff but uh yeah. but yeah like just some short short little film stuff or just some media they wanted to do so gotcha and kind of just drilling you with questions about those that you might not know but um are they for like youtube their instagram clips or just kind of just athletes that they need in videos or for clothing drinks or whatever yeah yeah the monster thing that'll be for their youtube and some social media stuff Dope. that's kind of like this project that we're filming out here that probably come out in the fall okay. but uh yeah it, it, i'm pretty excited about it it's with uh it's with this legendary pro that i've always looked up to so i'm really excited and wow uh, and and then the other stuff is kind of more just for like i think it's just some like product shoots and uh filming some stuff for like just some social media so nothing too crazy but the monster thing i think it'll be pretty cool that's sick, oh, that's dude. awesome how long have you been with monster i've been on monster for i think three or four years now and wow. uh yeah like i started out they have a cool program uh called monster army where like you know more grassroots level athletes can kind of like apply to ride for monster and yeah. i actually got on that when i was pretty young but yeah. a couple years ago a couple years ago after doing that for a few years uh i ended up getting like a full deal from them and uh, i've been with them ever since so those guys have really changed everything with my career so that is yeah, so sick so Thanks. sick. Yeah. So when it comes to sponsorships, I don't know a whole lot. I mean, I ski. I've skied. I've been skiing since I was like three, four. But um, when it comes to sponsorships, do they pay you on the amount of stuff you post on social media, what you wear, or is it actually like a yearly salary salary thing? Or how how does sponsorships like that kind of work? Yeah, it's a good question. It's kind of different for every company, and gotcha. kind of depending on where you're at in your career. So like a lot of the energy drinks, it's like a mix of like you get a salary, you get some travel budget so that you can pay for your expenses because it's super expensive to, you know, travel the world. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you get some bonuses if you do well in contests or if you like get a photo in a magazine or something. And then, uh, you know, for me, a lot of the companies that I'm working with, it's not super social media based, but uh, yeah. I, I still try to give them a lot of love on social media just because i use social media and want to you know i want to give the love back to my sponsors organically yeah yeah so so yeah like it really depends on the companies you ride for there's some companies out there where it's all social media and it's like you know you get paid x amount of dollars per post but then yeah. there's some companies that don't really care about your social media i mean they all care but they yeah. don't really have any like they're like hey we like what you're doing we like what you you know like we're just gonna pay you to keep yeah 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 they're like we, we're gonna pay you to just for you to keep doing what you've been doing so no dude that's it. that's so sick i mean there's i feel like nowadays it's like everything's kind of around based around social media on followers and likes and stuff that you kind of get when it comes to writing i mean it's i don't know it's nice to hear that you there's still genuine genuine companies out there who are caring about the, their athletes yeah totally it's all about finding some balance, so totally. they do a good job about it. So you've been – when did you start riding? Started snowboarding when I was eight years old, so yeah, 2008. Dang, and yeah, okay. And It's been a minute. Wow. So you were, And it was in Telluride, right? You you started yeah. in Telluride? Yeah, born and raised in Telluride, so I started out there. Nice, dude. When was your, uh, when was your first, like, competition that you, like, that you were in? It's like it was actually that year that I started snowboarding. Really? Um, so in snowboarding, we have these events called USASA, and yep. it's like the 
grassroots series and uh the snowboard club that i was a part of and they just like sent out an email to parents Mm -hmm. like hey there's a little there's a little giant slalom slalom contest this weekend that usasa is doing if your kid's interested let us know and uh i mean i've always been like a hyper competitive person since i was a little kid okay and uh so I was all about it, even though I barely, I mean, I was like good enough to like ride down the mountain and stuff, but right. yeah, that pretty much that first year I started riding, I did that giant slalom contest and I was all about it. It was so fun. Dude. So that's sick. That's really, so yeah, it just kind of slowly progressed from there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I was doing USASA events for like good, like six, seven years and, uh, yeah, it's it's been a cool journey ever since. I bet, dude. I bet. So for um, when did you get your first like sponsorship or deal or like what age were you when people like I don't know started noticing you? Um, I think when I was like thirteen, wow. I ended up getting on Solomon snowboards, and that was through uh, the like rep in Colorado. Okay. So the shop that was hooking me up called Alternative Edge. Mm-hmm. They sent in a little sponsor me video. Like I watched it the other day. It's the funniest thing ever. But uh, they sent it into the. It was just such a thirteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. thing to make. So it was funny. But uh, but they sent that into the Solomon rep, and uh, the Solomon rep was like, "Yeah, dude. Like I'll put you on my little regional team." And started getting like free snowboards. And he was also the rep for Bonfire and Skull Candy, Celtic, and Stance Socks. So I kind of got hooked up by all five of those companies and uh so yeah and that was that was cool that was a big a big turning point for me like getting just decked out because i couldn't afford tons of gear growing up like i was riding the same snowboard for years straight until that year then i was like all right now i'm getting free stuff let's go no (laughs) that's sick dude so it's just snowboarding snowboarding has kind of been your whole life since 13 yeah yeah totally i mean it was my whole life ever since i started really ever since I was born. Cause my dad was a huge, he still is a huge snowboarder. Really? My mom, my mom snowboards too. And like, I just grew up with snowboards in the house. Like my dad, I would like, I would just do whatever my dad did growing up. And yeah. my dad was a snowboarder. I would like, I wouldn't even be on skis yet. And I would be like in the living room copying him waxing. He'd be waxing a snowboard and I yeah. would like pretend to be waxing a snowboard too. So it's like snowboarding has been around since day one. I skied before I snowboarded, but, uh, but yeah, it's been my life ever since, and the board sports have just really kind of resonated with me and kind of like who I am as a person, just because you can be so creative and there's no rules. In yeah. my opinion, there's no rules. Some people might say different, but... Dang, dude. And so, you said board sports, now you're in... Have you been skating since that young, or have you kind of picked that up recently? I know you said you were skating with Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I've been skating probably longer than I've been snowboarding, so I, wow. it's a funny story. I like started skiing tried snowboarding a few times and sucked but then one summer i started skating and then that next winter i started snowboarding and it was way easier because i had that summer skating under your feet so skating yeah yeah, for sure and like a lot of people kind of don't know this about me but like skating's like more kind of me than snowboarding is just the lifestyle and the culture yeah like i i skate i skate more than i snowboard for sure i mean at least growing up yeah now i'm kind of like now I'm kind of on snow more, but, uh, but yeah, skating's huge for me. And like, that's kind of been my other, my other, the other side of me. Cause I like grew up coaching skateboarding and kind of like helping run skateboard camps. And, huh. uh, so yeah, that's been, 
that's been huge for me. No, that's sick, dude. So, did you grow up? Um, did you go to college at all for snowboarding or everything? Or are you in college? No, I'm not. I uh, right after I graduated high school, I made the U.S. snowboard team, the rookie wow. team. So, kind of ever since then, I like pretty much just went all in with the snowboarding. Yeah. And luckily, I was in a position where I was kind of able to, and I had good support. Um, it's been a grind, but yeah. You know, my, my, uh, I really think my like calling is in kind of like trying to pursue athletic feats, at yeah. least at this point in my life. So like the college stuff hasn't came around yet. I actually have taken some courses. Like I'm, I was studying real estate last summer and like nice. did real estate school and stuff kind of just like as a side thing. Cause my dad and I both were interested in it. And, Are you licensed? Uh, um, I have to take the test this summer. Nice. I've, I've been pretty yeah, slow true. with it, but, uh, yeah. but you know, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done the college thing yet. And you know, there might come a day where I'm, you know, where I'll have that necessity to yeah. like go to college. But I also, you know, times are changing and I may not really need that degree to kind of pursue what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, so unless it's an take absolute it, necessity. Take it year by year. Yeah. Not, not at all. I think, I think we're seeing every year that, you know there's so much you can do that no, doesn't I, require college exactly yeah i totally get it. nathan's kind of going down that same road he's actually he's becoming a a pilot a pri- private pilot yeah i'm working on my private license right now private yeah, but, license yeah yeah i want to be like a corporate pilot though for like business yeah. jets and stuff so no and I, I'm, I'm i'm in the same boat like college i mean if you don't need college get out of there you, you do not need to go yeah, like, under any yeah. circumstances yeah, my biggest fear with college was more, I mean, it's not my fear, but I just saw a lot of my friends go to college and not really have any direction, and they kind of just wasted money just to go party, and yeah. like, no disrespect to that at all, but for totally. me, like, I really want to have direction in my life and have some sort of, like... Goal, path, plan, something to go goal. to. Yeah, because, you know, I I would have to drop a lot of money to go to college, Yeah, and that'd be a ton of money wasted if I just didn't get anything out of yeah, it, you know, so... Exactly. Oh, I, to- but, I totally yeah. get that. Wow. No, yeah, you're right. Times are changing when it comes to education. And I, not to get deep or anything, I would definitely feel like the education educational system needs to change a little bit. When yeah. It- oh, 100%, yeah. man. It's, it's built off 100%. of uh, – uh, they, they definitely teach you that failure is bad. Yeah. They definitely teach you that failure is bad and do anything you can to not fail. Yeah. I think that's a horrendous mindset. Failure is, is how you learn. Is how you change things Literally. in your life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, failure is like such totally. an underrated thing. Like it's such a good thing. Yeah. And no, like, it's oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the best way the best way to learn is you got to take that leap of faith, which is scary. But mm-hmm. you know, like once you take once you take that leap of faith, it's like every time that I try like something new, snowboarding, I'll take that first leap of faith, and the next step is revealed to me immediately. Yeah. And I think it's the same with any career path you want to take, like. If you want to start that business, just take the first step and the next step is going to reveal itself and, yeah. you know, not to go deep either. But yeah, like there's really like life is your best classroom. <laughs> you no, just gotta it seriously, do something seriously with it. is. I mean, I've learned my work. I've learned my best features and my best things that I could learn from or from the worst things I failed at and the worst things that I, totally. I can finally change at totally. or I've learned to change at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little, yep. little I got there. you still. Oh, oh, poor connection. On broke up oh, there. So I, oh, oh. Thought, thought we lost you there for a second. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. you're good now. Going back real um, quick. Oh, that was a good talk. But going back to um, 
you were you're on. Are you still on the U.S. Uh, U.S. national team or is it a world team? Yeah, yeah. So right now I'm on the U.S. snowboard team, like the national team. Gotcha. Yeah. I've been on that for a couple of years, and uh, is that like X got, Games? Like, like X Games stuff? Yeah. Yes. Dang. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's like you, the U.S. snowboard team. It's uh, it's the same people that are doing the Olympic stuff. Yeah. The okay. Team USA, but uh, the U.S. team kind of acts as like a support system for us, where you know this they have the team, and it's like the people that they see being their you know potential Olympic athletes. Yeah. And uh, they kind of support us on this on this contest circuit that we're on every year. So you know they're coming all over the world with us to the X Games and U.S. Open and the World Cup tours Dang. and stuff. All yeah. pretty much helping us helping us get primed for the Olympic year and stuff. Um, so so yeah, those guys are great. They've really yeah. you know ever since I got on that team, life has really just kind of like opened so many doors for me so totally got a lot of a bit, lot yeah. of thanks to those guys yeah no i bet dude have you uh thought about going to the olympics at all for sure yeah. yeah yeah like growing up uh growing up in telluride in 2014 i watched gus kenworthy get second and he's a telluride local wow. and he he got a silver medal in uh slope style skiing and yeah that wow. watching him do that I mean, like I was telling you earlier, I'm super competitive. So seeing how the town reacted to that got me so like, just in this state of like, I want to do that too. Yeah. So watching watching Gus do that really sparked this fire in me. And ever since then, like, it wasn't like I'm going to the Olympics, but it was like I want to be a pro snowboarder and yeah. be of some sort of significance where I can like, you know, make kind of my I want my craft to be able to like get people that stoked as yeah. stoked as i saw my town get so ever since then and huh. yeah like the olympics definitely were something that i would always be down to do but it was never like the only thing but in the, in the last <laughs> couple of years it just has become more realistic more of a every year a dream you could actually pursue on and go to yeah like when i was younger it was like oh it'd be cool but like you know in telluride <laughs> we didn't have a lot of we didn't have a half pipe and yeah. here i am riding half pipe so it was like I never thought I'd have the opportunity to even try to make this happen. But uh, in the last few years, I've been kind of like on the come up, steady increase. So now nice. I'm at this point going into the Olympic year, I'm like, yeah, like I think I could like – I think I could do it. Like I've made it this far. You're I know what to do. do it. Well, dude, yeah. that's sick. I Gus Kenward, that's not – I totally, totally forgot. He's from Telluride. I totally forgot that. Yeah, Colorado local. Yeah. Have you met him? Yeah, for sure. I, I've known Gus since I was pretty young, and really, uh, yeah, I see him around all the time because he's still skiing. So no, it's cool to see him. That's so sick. So if I don't, I, if there's ever like a chance or something, um, do you see yourself going? I mean, I know you're on the national team and everything, but can you see yourself actually pursuing going to the Olympics anytime soon, or is it like on your plan at all? Or yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean the the Beijing. Uh, winter olympics are coming up this winter yeah um this and we, winter? we've already yeah. started yeah what yeah, why so. why this winter because isn't it because uh this olympics got pushed back one year 
Yeah, so the Winter Olympics, the date never changed. So this yeah. is the 2022, February oh, of 2022. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was thinking like um, October, like yeah. November this year. Like, okay, that makes <laughs> nah, sense. Yeah. Actually, yeah, no worries. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, February of this coming winter. And, and yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the qualification process already started for us. The, wow. This That's past, sick, dude. This past March was our first qualifier. And I did pretty good at the first event. So I'm kind of in like, I'm on a good start. There's good, dude. a couple, there's, there's a couple more events left and a lot can change. I mean, the U S team is really stacked. Everyone's super good. So, yeah, you know, a lot can change, but, uh, you know, I definitely, that's like my focus right now is making the Olympic team. And, um, Heck yeah, that's, that's insane. Just to chat with people and see like they're actually going to the Olympics. Cause I don't know if you saw or anything, but I interviewed a gymnast, uh, a few episodes ago and he was Yul Moldauer and he actually just qualified and he he's going to Tokyo um this summer uh, as a gymnast yeah so, I, I saw that I was yeah. gonna ask about that that's su- super cool dude that's and that was a hookup through Ryan again too so he, Ryan's kind of hooked all of <laughs> all of these guys up for me and including you but um no it's just crazy to see that he's going to Tokyo now that you're on the path and like you're not, not life goal but or maybe but like you're on the path to go do it that's just I don't know that's crazy to me. Just a little redhead in Littleton, Colorado, just kind of seeing this. I think that's kind of cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's that's the goal. I mean, the Olympics, especially for snowboarders, it's not everything. Um, yeah. For me, for me, it's like the the journey just starts at the Olympics. The whole end goal is to like have that same feeling that you kind of have watching your friend go to the Olympics from Littleton. Yeah. Having that that feeling is how I want it, everyone to feel. Yeah. And because uh, I was once that kid that was watching, you know, Gus go to the Olympics and take yeah. home a silver medal, and it's like the coolest feeling to just be inspired and have some sort of like totally sparkling in you. It's like that's what we need in this world is people getting inspired and excited to like go do something with this time given to them. Yeah, getting stoked to actually go do something that they find loving is something they kind of want to do. Absolutely, I totally get that. We're um we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna check cameras here really quick. All right. All right, sorry, back into it. I had to get another break. Um, so you're on the national team. Have you? So you're saying you're doing projects for sponsorships and everything. Have you thought about, I don't know, starting your own, like going, doing a business endeavor at all, like doing through snowboarding or do, doing, I don't know, starting your own little brand. Um, I I don't know. Have you ever thought about going on the business side of snowboarding at all? For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, the snowboard industry. I I don't have the biggest passion for working in the industry. Yeah. I would prefer to not make my money off of snowboarding. I prefer to give more resources to snowboarders. Like snowboarding for me is such a like it's such a lifestyle that I think is so helpful for kids to experience especially kids that come from like a broken family like that was big for me like yeah i come from a broken family parents split up it was a hard hard childhood at times and snowboarding really did a lot for me so i want to my whole goal is like i want to get to the point where i'm able to like give kids the opportunity to snowboard and like it'd be cool to help the snowboard industry kind of like expand into more markets where it's actually accessible because snowboarding i mean I don't know if you guys are huge skiers or snowboarders, but it's insanely expensive to go do this stuff and the you gear know, and everything, the passes and just to get up there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So my 
my whole dream is like just help makes make snowboarding more accessible but the, the business stuff that i'd love to get into eventually just kind of beyond my athletic careers like it's always been my dream to use my uh my influence that i hopefully will have yeah and kind of expand and show new you know bring new methods into athletics and into into life on like how yeah. we can achieve goals completely because i kind of i kind of came up doing you know achieving my goals in a very different way than a lot of my competitors yeah. and i realized i was like hey like i'm this you know kid from telluride that kind of <laughs> didn't have all these like you know i grew up snowboarding in a dope mountain but i did not grow up with a half pipe i didn't grow up with a coach and i didn't grow up with deep you know pockets at all yeah i did not have the opportunity to travel around the world, but I did have, you know, some basic necessities mm -hmm. that helped me kind of spark a whole adventure that got me to those resources eventually. So I want to just be able to, you know, be cool someday to like, uh, uh, kind of have more of a business in the, you know, service realm of like, you know, gotcha. uh, whether that's like showing people like certain, uh, fitness things that they can do to get their body right to achieve some goals in athletics or, you know, wow. some mental stuff that's going to, that's going to help them kind of get in a better zone so that yeah. they can like find their, find their dream. Like that's such an issue for young kids is like, what am I going to do with my life? What is life all about? Yeah. What's success? What, how do we define success? How do we define excellence? It'd be cool to be like, Hey, like this is what I've done. This is how I did it. And this is what you can do. You know, this is what you can draw from my story. Yeah. So that's kind of like, you know, the whole it'd be cool to do that. There's a, the whole mental yeah, game the as mental well. Side. Yeah, the whole month. Yeah, I feel like you said it right. Kids kind of younger kids in this generation struggle a little bit with it, and I can that's that's amazing that you could, that you've kind of found that niche or something there that you like or ser yeah service that you kind of want to go and do and start and just help people out. That's no, that's insane, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, and like it'd be cool to to write some books. I love writing. Really? It'd be cool to do that. It'd be cool to, you know, I, I'm into speaking and kind of just like conversations with people and just kind of like we're, what we're doing right now. So, exactly. Um, and I've always thought it'd be cool. A lot of people have like some mentors in my life have suggested like, hey, you should make like a simple course yeah. based on all these things. And I, I think that'd be cool too. But, you know, at this point uh, – I, I've thought about that a lot, but yeah. at this point I'm like, you know, right now I'm, I'm in my, you know, I don't know if you know who Carl Jung is, but like, he's got all, the, he's, he's a big psychological guy, like, uh, all in philosophy, but I'm in his archetype stuff that he talks about. I'm in my warrior phase where I'm out doing the things and like gotcha. getting to the point where someday I'll get into that position where I'm able to like start teaching more and be more of like a mentor got it so so you're still kind of like i think that day teaching or like learning on learning yourself and kind of like totally yeah your warrior face. oh yeah that's, that's a great way to put it yeah man yeah i think it's a good word for it like us young kids like you're 20 i'm 21 like we're 100 yeah. percent in our warrior phase in life right now where Completely. we're out putting in putting in work we're yeah. making mistakes we're getting up there's an, and we might do this for the rest of our lives. Who knows if we'll even get to the point where we're handing down knowledge, but there'll, there'll be that day that we'll, you know, we'll be in that position, like sharing our knowledge with people. I'd say and now people is definitely, definitely the best time to do it is now when you're oh, this yeah. age, you get through all those failures totally. and all that when you still can, exactly. and it won't hurt your life as much. No, you 
like we've said before, you we you learn from your mistakes. You yeah. learn from failure. Totally. It's completely true. And you um yeah, being like a speaker or something, I, I can totally just see just talking for like twenty minutes here, I can totally see you being a speaker to like just kids and snowboarding everything. You're very an, what's the word? I'm uh pronounce very well. <laughs> um I don't know, you're Thanks. you just you know you know what you're talking about. You you know you know your stuff, so that's that's nice. sick, dude. And that's kind of what I want to do with the podcast, or like here. And you said it earlier before camera started rolling, but um, no, I'm. I just wanted to have a place where I could find smaller, smaller people who may are making a real difference, and they're doing stuff, something with their life. And like you, Yule, um, a few other people I've had on the podcast. Just I actually want to s- showcase that like these younger kids are actually in their warrior phase. They're actually doing something. And they're actually going and doing it, so that's that's a great way to put it. No, that's sick, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, I like what you guys are doing. It's good. To, it's so good for people because there's so many kids like us out there that are kind of thinking like this that maybe took a different path than our friends in school. Yeah, it's good for them to like see like okay, there's other kids out there that are interested in starting businesses or interested in like just uh, or think more like entrepreneurs than they do is like. Uh, normal 20 year old kids so exactly it's, sometimes that's all you need is to see another person doing it for you to just like not feel out of place yeah you need that one little push kind of like you said for sure totally um i was looking up other questions oh so um you're in mount hood right now what are your what are your plans for like the next upcoming year what comps do you have going on what other things are like on lucas's schedule yeah, that like we were talking about earlier, the Olympics coming up. Right. Uh, that's kind of like everything's kind of revolved around that. Gotcha. So it's like getting ready for the Olympics and getting ready to qualify because like we all still have to qualify. So you know, in October we'll go to Switzerland for like a month, just ride out there, there for dang, every day, and it's just all about getting ready for those contests. And then like then we go into a crazy contest schedule starting in December. So we'll have like a couple events up at Copper Mountain, the wow. world cup, the do the do tour. We'll have another world cup in mammoth and then another world cup in wow. Lock, Switzerland. Those four events, those are our Olympic qualifying events. All four. So everything's just revolved around that. Wow. And dude. then, uh, yeah. So, then I think the X Games are right after the locks open. Gotcha. And, and are you are you going to be competing Oli- in X Games? I hope so. They don't send the invites out till like December. I did. Oh. I did two years ago. I did in 2020. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be back again. Gotcha. I'm stoked. Um, no, dude. I so, want to see you up there. So wait. So just real quick. Sorry. For X Games, they invite you. You can't like qualify or do anything. They personally invite the athletes. Pretty much, yeah. Like they have a kind of a loose criteria, I think, gotcha. how they invite people. So like they'll see how the people, you know, who's who's riding good at the beginning of the season at those first couple events. So yeah. at like the copper, the copper World Cup, they'll look at the results from that and huh. be like, oh, like you know, this dude mm-hmm. right here like killed it at this event. Let's invite him. So we'll see. Uh, depends, you know, how I do it beginning of the season and that and then also at the end of this last season too they'll look at some results off that but it's kind of just like who's riding good and like also it's a tv show so like they want to invite riders that are going to bring an audience so you know there's some riders that maybe don't compete at all that'll get invited because it's like oh this dude is you know so and so 
Mm-hmm. People are going to want to watch him. They're going to want to see um, him, yeah. But, yeah, so then right after that, it's the Olympics in February. So Now, uh, yeah, your schedule is kind of kind of crazy already. Yeah. Do you, do, yeah, you find, do you find yourself getting nervous about these events, or do you, do you consider it work, or do you just literally just exciting, just have the most fun you can? I think you feel just about every emotion you could ever feel <laughs> totally. all in one. So, like, there'll be times where, yeah, I'm, like, driving, doing something random, like, you know, one day, and I'll get super nervous. I'm just like, holy crap, like, what if I blow it at this event? Everything's over. Like, and yeah. then you come back, you know, you got to recognize when, you know, because we have two sides of our brain that's, like, thinking rationally and thinking, like, you know, the, what the real deal is. Well, There's actually, times where you're yeah. thinking, yeah, like, when you're thinking, like, panicking and freaking out that's you thinking off of emotion and impulse totally. yeah. so i'm pretty good at recognizing like oh dude shut up nothing's gonna <laughs> end if you do bad at this event and then that's always followed up those negative thoughts are always followed up with like hey like you deserve to be here you're here for a reason yeah this is no mistake and there's no mistakes in life i'm a big believer in that i think every single experience builds us into that person that we're meant to be totally agree so there's nothing that really can go wrong even if you even if you eat crap and you break something yeah you're supposed to experience that because there's some lesson in that experience that's going to lead you to the next thing so i don't find myself getting too nervous anymore but uh there's times for sure for sure but uh (laughs) but it definitely gets crazy you know traveling all the time and like yeah. Once you like start make, once you start like really getting on the grind of like just traveling and like having sponsors and like, mm-hmm. you know, making money, it's like you you get a little stressed out where you're like, holy crap, so much is happening. Yeah, totally. I was gonna it's ask all... you that if you ever get like little little stressed out when everything like a lot is happening when you have a lot of big companies and stuff like that contacting you. It can be. I mean, for me, like I'm still pretty young in my career. Like I haven't gotten to that point where I'm getting like a bunch of deals offered to me at once, but like definitely like when I first like started making some money, I was like, holy crap. Like now I'm kind of like able to pay like a bill with this check right here. Like I don't want to lose this. So you do get kind of, you do get kind of like anxious sometimes, but it's like you, you just like, you recognize, dude, you're blessed to be living this life. You, you know what got you here. Like clearly totally. you deserve this cause you, cause you, you've put in the work, like there's no mistakes. So keep doing what you've been doing. Everything's going to be fine. So, but it, it can get hectic, I but bet. you know, no, wow. So you have a very, just a very, Oh, what's the word? Um, um, in not inside, very self-aware. Yeah. Thank you. Very self-aware perspective on life. Thank you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I really think that's like the most important thing in life is if you're self-aware and you're able to really like view your life from an outside perspective, if you're able to switch, you know, your lens yourself and be like, pretend like you're watching your life from a bird's eye view, you're, you have such an upper hand on, uh, you know, if you're a competitor, like in a contest or something, that's a huge upper hand that you have on people. If you're able to like, recognize your behaviors recognize your motivations like so many people have like such weird behaviors and they don't know where those behaviors stem from so it's like 
self-awareness is something you got to practice all the time because if you're not self-aware yeah. you're just going to be a leaf blowing in the wind yeah. and you never know what's next self-awareness is and the key is to be moving that needle in your life yeah key to moving that needle. exactly self-awareness yeah that's a Absolutely. great way to put it no yeah. totally have you I like that have you ever experienced any difficulties or struggles when become or like being a pro athlete for sure, yeah. I mean, when I was, like, coming up, and, I mean, I'm still coming up, but when I was yeah. pretty young in my career, like, I I struggle all the time, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, life is wild, and I'm always kind of in, like, a – not always, but, like, I still battle with myself psychologically, and I think the biggest struggle I've had is just me getting in the way of, my, of myself yeah. and really learning how to, like, silence those negative thoughts in your mind is – that's what's changed everything for me. And like people say that a lot and like think that it's just like a small thing of like, Oh, like block out the negativity. But like life really sucks sometimes when you have that negative voice in your mind, that's like stressing you out. Like when I was younger, I was never like looked at as the dude that's going to like make it and go big. I was always, I was always an underdog and that really, really messed with me. And sometimes those behaviors, you know, I'll, like when when you start feeling that you start behaving kind of like an underdog and you get this like chip on your shoulder and you get all like worked up and you start behaving weird and i still deal with that sometimes and it's really hard because then you realize you're like oh my god i'm acting like a total you know dumbass right now sorry i don't know if i can say that on this but (laughs) totally um, go for it (laughs) yeah but you know once you realize then that you're like acting poorly or like ruining a relationship because you're just being a little you know just a salty little boy, then you get mad at yourself for that. It's just like a long psychological battle, but those are the only real struggles I've had and just like getting in the way of myself. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So it's just for you, it's been, it sounds like more of kind of just like a mental battle at to- at times. Totally. Yeah. Totally. A mental battle and just like a battle of getting to like, like before skating and snowboarding, man, I was like an insecure little kid. Like I'm the smallest kid in my friend group. I'm only like five foot five. And like, I always struggled with like getting my confidence up when I was younger. Yeah. And, uh, so now it's like maintaining that is like, I wouldn't say that's a struggle anymore. I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm pretty cool with myself, but, um, there's times where you're not, there's times where you're pissed. There's times where you're pissed at yourself. It's never going to stop. So, um, you know, it's just, growing up that was that was hard for sure though when i was like 13 14 just being yeah. a follower that wasn't yeah, good for me either really sucks yeah at, I, at, at an impressionable age like that you know like when you're when you're being told that you're an underdog like mm-hmm. that can really mess with you a lot of people like some people once they like grow up past like 25 they like being called an underdog you know yeah. they consider that an advantage to be called an underdog an incentive but, to go do something better exactly yeah, yeah. and Dude, uh when you're yeah. that young it just it doesn't work like that like what's no. like what's the point in telling someone that, no you know they're an underdog like i don't know no, I've, I've, totally. I've i've gotten made fun of a few times when i was younger i <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no you've been there you yeah. <laughs> you've known a few times but no i definitely feel like you said is an impressionable it, 13, 14, 15 kind of age is definitely an impressionable age for people because they think they need to be with the it crowd. They need to fit in with like what they're doing. And that's just really not where you need to be. You just got to do your, just got to kind of be you. I know it's cliche and basic to say. Yeah. And again, circling back to the self-awareness thing, like once you become Mm self-aware, all of that goes out the window. Like all of that goes out the window once you know who you are. Exactly. Once you know who you are, like you don't, you don't need to impress anyone, you know? Yeah. Like you don't need to. Exactly. Like 
prove yourself to anyone. You yeah. know, prove yourself to yourself. You know, <laughs> like make it happen. Yeah, yeah. be who you kind of want to be. Totally, exactly and that's such a do. hard thing. It's so hard to tell a kid that these days too, because like they're like, I don't know what I want to be, and sometimes like I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and. I know for me, there were times where I didn't know what I wanted to be. And that's where I grew the most is when I was sitting in that sitting in the face of uncertainty and not knowing what's next. That's where I always grew the most because I was forced into this position of just being uncomfortable. Like it's really scary when you don't know like where your next, like, you know, like, I don't know what a good example would be. Like, it's really scary not knowing what's next for you in life. Say you get knocked off your horse and you're like, yep. You don't know what to do next. It's scary to do that. Everyone wants to feel comfortable in like, oh, I found my path or I found my thing. Yeah. But what if what if life is meant to be a mix of, you know, five different things, five different career paths or five different experiences that lead you all to this one person that you end up as a result. So it's like maybe you don't know what you want to do and you're going to have to just live life and experience things and try things just like trying, you know, tasting food. You're never going to know what food you like till you actually like try some Mexican food exactly. or you try some sushi. And, That's uh, a great way to kind of put life a little bit. You, you never know what you're going to like unless you taste it basically. Yeah. And you gotta, the self-awareness is you tasting your experiences. Exactly. Like you gotta, you gotta be self-aware before you try things or else you're not going to have any taste buds. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, make sure you got them taste buds. <laughs> you got them taste buds. We're going to, we're going to check cameras really quick one more time. Sorry about yeah. that, but that's, nah. that's a great analogy. Yeah. I, I just thought of that. That's, that's a good one. No, that's it. no, that's, I've never heard someone use that before. Yeah. What? Do you get it? that's good okay i promise (laughs) um so mental game has been tough for you and i feel like for every every athlete it would be tough because they're pushing themselves to the absolute max and what they they can see themselves being they what what they want to be i have you ever reached a point where you've i don't know pushed yourself a little too much oh yeah totally man (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i was gonna say like I got so addicted to feeling like an underdog that finally when I started like killing it, yeah, I was still, I was still addicted to being in that position of like being, you know, this kid that no one knows about. Yeah. And I still be, I still behaved like a 16 year old that had never gotten his chance. So I was <laughs> still throwing myself around. Yeah. Like I was still like throwing tricks that I probably shouldn't have been trying or just like <laughs> having poor judgment or like just kind of behaving like a kid that, you know, thought that he hadn't gotten his chance yet. When yeah. in reality, I had all these people in my corner that were supportive of me that were like down to rock with me for the long haul. So that's when I pushed myself too hard. And like every time that happened, I would always, something would happen to me where there's like, I took a big slam or like someone would have a good sit down chat with me. And like, yeah. you know, every time that you're acting out of line, life will always signal in some way kind of that you, you are. Totally so a bit. humble you. So yeah. yeah and, and yeah, like you totally gotta be able to disconnect from all those things, or else you're gonna be able to you're gonna push yourself too hard. And yeah, um, you know, a lot of the stuff, like a big part of why I'm here now is because of all the mentors that I've had that were kind of in the fitness and wellness world. Gotcha. And 
this guy named Paul Check, who's kind of like the guy that taught my trainer and my mentor everything. Yeah, he talks all about he talks all about working in in life because you know we're all used to working out. So working out in the yep. gym, working out, putting our energy out into the world, not you know working in is all about taking energy in. Huh. And you can think you can think of that in a physical perspective where you're doing exercises that bring your body energy, but you also got to do that for your mind where you're, right. you know, taking time to rejuvenate yourself. You're taking time to uh, find who you are a little bit, find who you are and just like kind of heal old wounds that like yeah. affected you. And like you got to work in, you got to go in. That's really the bottom line is you got to be able to go into your mind and explore yeah. it and face it. And that really helps you not burn out, dude. Wow. So you, so you really, you really kind of put yourself in a position, or really invest yourself in researching psychological things. And you've taken a lot of, like, um, a lot of gain to mentors. And you've kind of done everything. Not done everything, but like really done what they've kind of said. And it, when it comes to that, it, it's, it's kind of what sure. it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I, I had, um, I got gotcha. you. Yep. Cool. Sorry, you, you cut out for a sec. No, you're good. Um, no, no I, I had a, one mentor in my life that really sticks out a lot, named Jason Cannon, and that's the guy I was telling you about that I learned from Paul Check. Gotcha. And Jason really, he's he's the biggest reason why I'm here right now because he really? really gave me a some he gave me direction. He's like, hey, dude, like I understand your situation. You want to achieve these goals. You don't have all the resources, but you do have this. You have your mind yeah. and you have tools that you can access within your mind and your body to get you ready for when you get those resources. Because there will come a day where you get your chance. Are you going to be prepared for it? Yeah. So he was super influential in my life. He still is. Like that dude, I still am hiring him to train me all the time. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, like I got tons of mentors that, and just a lot of people that I learn about and from yeah and uh the biggest thing that i've learned throughout life is like with mentors especially is if you have a dogmatic approach with mentors of like you know like there's mentors that i've had where i've learned one valuable thing from them mm -hmm. and there was nine other things that just were not valuable at all and i left all the unvaluable stuff behind and took that one valuable thing that yeah. could change your life so there's Totally. There's a lot of people out there that are dogmatic. Like I have friends all the time that are like, oh, like, you know, I'll be listening to a podcast. My, some people will think that like this guy's weird or that guy's weird. I'm like, yeah, he is really weird. But, you know, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to, you know, uh, whatever, like when it comes to philosophy in yeah, life or yeah. when it comes to mental fitness. And if you if you move through life like, oh, if I read this guy's book, I'm going to be a weirdo and I'm learning from a weirdo like no. you're just you're not going to go anywhere. You got to be able to like set all the BS behind and take the value from each teacher. So exactly, you know, that's how to do mentors. Wow. Right. You're never, you're never going to find a mentor. That's like perfect. No, because <laughs> yeah. they're learning yeah. too. They're trying to find value in their life and vet their values as well. So they're, they're still going on their journey as well. Huh. Exactly. Dude. Wow. So no, you no, Yeah. You're right. You're on the track to be a mentor. You're, you were right there to be a mentor for kids. I, I'm loving it. I'm love listening to you. I've, I mean, this is the first time we've really chatted and I'm just a little bit mind blown. Not going to lie, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. Of that course. means a lot. So you said, um, you want to do a service and everything when it comes to like athletes and everything, helping kids start up, do, um, 
getting into snowboarding and the whole like mental mind piece behind um, when it comes to like athleticism and doing sports. Is there any other business endeavors that you would go to outside of athletics? For sure. I'm, uh, I'm really into like learning how to make money work for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, cause I'm, I'm super, yeah, like I'm super, I think my calling in life is more, it sounds kind of out there, but like I have a big spiritual calling and I want to like no, kind yeah. of expand my mind beyond all these things like careers and, uh, material things. I'm really into just like how our minds work and what's beyond all this around us yeah. that we think is important, but really isn't. So I want to get to the point where I'm able to like be financially stable enough to really explore my body and my mind and what it's capable of. Gotcha. And I think athletic athletics is more just my like, uh, kind of just my outlet for that. But yeah. I'm really like, that's why I was doing that real estate thing. Cause I'm really into like yeah. learning about how to like capitalize on your investments, capitalize on money and, uh, you know, just learn how to make money work for you. So there's so many ways you can do that. I mean, totally real estate. I think real estate's the biggest one. Cause it you know, no matter ones. what happens, people are going to need a place to live. Yeah. And you're not going to lose uh, money when it comes to it. Cause the market will always, always kind of go up. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but Maybe. I'm super in, I mean, Jason Cannon, the dude I was talking about, he's mm-hmm. super big. Because he's he's an entrepreneur himself. He yeah. is a, a holistic health practitioner. He owns his, his own business, and he's super into the online coaching stuff. Gotcha. And uh, so I'm super kind of I'm around that all the time. Him, he's always sending me books, always sending me courses on like how to start up your own courses, how to market things better, like huh. you know stuff on like click funnels, like all the different ways to just get your business or your service out there out there more. Yeah. And I think that's really like, you know, all the marketing stuff, all the, you know, all the sales stuff, it's all working towards you achieving that goal of like getting your service out there, getting your product out there. Mm-hmm. So totally. that's, that's the- Oh, I think we lost you. Oh, there you are. That's the biggest thing when it comes to businesses, basically marketing yourself, marketing to the audience that you want to listen to you basically. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you gotta, you gotta be able to provide value. You know, it's like yeah. no matter how great you are in marketing, no matter, you know, there's so many people out there that have like the best social media, the best, yep. this, the best, that, but their, their product isn't drawing people in. If you're not paying for a product and getting some value out of it, no one's going to be coming back to you. No, you know? you're not going to make a passive income. You're not going to make a money or make a money, make a money, yeah. make, a money. <laughs> make money when it comes to it. Yeah, totally. And, and, uh, you know, that's something that I'd be really stoked to do someday is like have some sort of course where it's like a monthly thing where it is passive income where it's yeah. like, okay, like, you know, it's four ninety seven a month to be in this course. You get X, Y, and Z and you know, you have X amount of members. That's like a lot of, there's a lot of like fitness courses out there like that. Um, I don't think mine would just be that cookie cutter. It'd, it'd be more stuff than that. But, yeah. uh, I think, I think that's a really good path. And I think everything's really going online these days. Like you I could totally have, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's good to have, you know, like a couple workshops each year. Like if you're mm-hmm. a speaker, like, you know, you have a big retreat for your clients or something where yep. it's like, all right, like, you know, a thousand bucks, like for a four day weekend and, 
you know, Cabo, like, you know, we're going to have a big, big, I've been to some like entrepreneur conferences yeah. and, uh, and spoken at a couple with, uh, one of my friends and, uh, wow. and yeah, it's like you, you get to like have a couple of those like retreats each year where like entrepreneurs get together and they yeah. have their business plans and share some value. Like that stuff's cool, but I think online it's everything like at those entrepreneurship conferences, they would just have their presentation and then at the end it'd be like yep and if you want to learn more here's my course and, go online uh, to learn more and yeah even though you went, yeah. went there to learn more you have to go online and buy more yeah no I totally. I totally agree online's the way the way to go when it comes to money getting out there content creating it's just I don't know it's just the whole business these days the whole creating a business everything it's completely changing on how it's on how it's operating and working it really really yeah. is Totally. And, and it's crazy because you got to really make your move right now because I remember like three or four years ago, there were certain businesses that were like YouTube, for example, man. Like if you were in the vlogging business 10 years ago, you you got in at the right time. Totally. If you're trying to be a vlogger right now. It's like you got to really – <laughs> you got to work hard. So it's like it's kind of putting the pressure on entrepreneurs to make their product happen because mm-hmm. if you wait too long, in one year, there's going to be a super saturated market you know, for Uh like, like fitness, like online fitness courses, for example, there's like 300 million of those out there. Probably like if you're trying to get into that, yeah, you got to really, you got to know your market and you got to execute ASAP and you got to get, but execute smart too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to rush your product. You don't want to rush what you're doing. You want, you want it to be something you're proud of to giving out to people. Yeah, totally, totally. Totally. And it's a mix of like, be proud, but also take the leap of faith. Even if you're not fully prepared yet like yeah. i know people that have that are getting into like online coaching and stuff they are like too worried about it being perfect and i'm like dude you're gonna miss your window totally. you better make it happen or yeah. there's not someone's gonna steal your thing yeah that's the one thing i've learned from actually youtube bloggers is one thing is um if you don't jump on it immediately when you have an idea someone else will take it someone else will have the exactly idea and go for it completely yeah 100 percent. so yeah, man. Oh, wow, we crazy. Been going how long? Fifty-five minutes. Doesn't feel like that yeah. at all. <laughs> I know. Time um, flies. It does. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, I think one thing to kind of slowly wrap this up here is I ask this on all my episodes, all the show, the whole on the entire show is what's one bright idea that you could say to me and Nathan and everybody listening and watching one bright idea that they, that one valuable thing that you said that you can take away with that people can take away. Like one valuable thing that you could take away, do the work that's in front of you. That's a big thing that, um, I've been kind of living my life by in the last year is, uh, you know, life, if you really look at it from an outside view, it's always going to be kind of revealing things to you slowly and sometimes fast too, but like so many people get stuck because they look at their situation that they're unhappy with and they get mad because it's the situation is like stuck in this one point. That's just like, like negative where they're like, Oh, my business isn't doing good. This sucks. I'm out. But if you do the work that's in front of you, you know, the work in that scenario would be like, all right, well, why does your business suck? That opens up a whole nother thing for you to do that next day of like, okay, well, this sucks about my business. That sucks. I need to fix these things. Boom. You just did the work that's in front of you. Now you get the next step revealed to you. If you really live life based off of that simple 
idea of doing the work that's in front of you, you're never going to get lost and you're also never going to move backwards, you know? Yeah. You're always going to learn from it. Just keep going no no matter what changes or what happens. Yeah. You know, you got to look at, sometimes you got to live your life kind of like a traditional, you know, working man would or working woman where like, you know, you have a simple job of like, you know, in the 1800s, like carry water and chop wood. You do your work every day, like a traditional, you know, pilgrim would. Yeah. The next, I mean, we're not traditional pilgrims. We got technology. I'm talking to you through FaceTime right now. We're not living in that realm, but have the same principles, the same mindset of like, okay, I'm going to get up and do my work every day, Mm -hmm. no matter how crappy it is, no matter if it's great or if it's terrible, I'm going to do the work in front of me and I'm going to get on to the next thing. That's great mindset. Great advice. Great mindset. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm sure I can maybe think of a better thing, but that's, that's the quickest one that like I could definitely, that brings value to me. No, that is, that was a good one. That's a very impactful one. That is great, dude. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up here, but it was amazing to talk to you. I'll definitely be texting you if you don't mind. <laughs> um, of course, dude. Keep in touch. We'll do. That was and awesome. I, um, yeah, dude. Thank you again, and I'll chat with you soon, dude. For sure, guys. Awesome. Right on. Thank you, Lucas. Right, see you, man. For sure. See ya. Peace out. Well, he was dope. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. No, yeah. I, I haven't. I never met. I never met him once. So that really? was. No. He was through Ryan, you said? Yeah, he used to Ryan. I never met him. Ryan's got all the hookups for this He podcast. does have the hookups, and I <laughs> don't know how or why or how he did that. But anyway, um, we are going to wrap this up here. Um, Lucas, I'm sorry. Lucas, you were amazing. Thank you again for absolutely everything. All the – that was kind of mind-blowing. I didn't know you were that motivational, to be honest with you. Um, but, oh, I forgot to ask where you find it. You can just find him. Look him up on Instagram, Lucas Foster. A uh, lot of snowboarding videos. You'll 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 know you found the right guy when there's a lot of snowboarding clips. But um, great dude, great guy, and thank you again. Nathan, you got any last words? Any Anything? No. No? No, man. Let's wrap it up. No? Wrap it up? Yeah. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed Nathan being on here. It's kind of fun to have somebody else. But um, totally. don't forget, if you would please – Please like and subscribe. It means the world to me. Follow us on Instagram. Insta, Instagram. I post a lot of fun clips on there from the podcast and everything. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.